0: we got the alternative energy right. we kill our free autonomy. We
1: and well, welcome we to the radioactive show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio
2: Network. Hello and welcome to the radioactive show. I'm Michaela, and on today's programme, I'm gonna be bringing you some more voices from the campaign to stop the federal government's proposed nuclear waste dump at Kimber on the Eyre Peninsula in South Australia. On Monday the 27th of March, following the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance meeting, which was held at Pitchy Ritchie Park in the Flinders Ranges, some representatives from the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Nuclear Free Collective visited the proposed site and met with local farmers and Bungala traditional custodians. The Bangala Determination Aboriginal Corporation are again challenging the site nomination in the federal court and the initial hearings were heard in Adelaide at the start of March. First up, Bangala Elder Harry Dare. Harry, we're out here at the Napandi site. Yes. How does it feel to be out here with this waste dump proposal still looming?
3: Uh, Every time we talk about the waste dump, my heart goes down a bit. Um, I'm not real comfortable being out here, uh, given that I know what the government is wanting to do at this site. Um, It's a very significant site to our our bungalow women, uh, given that it's part of the Seven Sisters Dreaming Story that uh, most Aboriginal people know about. Um, It's not going to be on the site, but it's going to be close enough that it will destroy our story here in this area. And as Aboriginal people know and other people know, if you destroy a story, you cannot then reconnect it. Uh, So, yeah, no, I don't feel too good about being out here.
2: Yeah. And uh, are you feeling confident about how things are going with the court case
3: I'm very confident about our court case. Um, We will always be confident that that we have uh, the right to be able to um, challenge the government. Um, We realise that the government are not playing by the the rules, they're changing the rules all the time. And this is affecting all of Australia, not just the bungalow people in this area. Um, it, def- it it infects all our native title rights in South Australia. I realise that other states have different legislation with their native title rights, but this will impact on all of uh, South Australians and our voice to Parliament. What a joke asking someone else to speak about your country. What a joke.
2: Mm, yeah, with all the knowledge that we have now and people's awareness of the many First Nations and through that whole land rights process that, uh, yeah, unfortunately got watered down with the native title. But through that, obviously, it's very clear to everybody that there are so many different nations that have responsibility for different bits of country. So why would we be looking at things in that way?
3: But you actually hit it on the head when you said watered down. Um, we got a native title rights man, Mabo actually won that High Court decision, um, but the day after they started changing the rules. Um, there's They've changed the rules here, where bungalow people can't vote in the destruction of our land here, um, and building a waste, nuclear waste site here, apparently for low level waste, I mean come on, they're going to start putting submarines here in Australia. you know. Um, Let's get real about this government. Let's get real about all governments. Let's get real about Voices for Parliament. I mean, what a sham. We're living in a sham society. I'd like to um, quote Donald Trump. I know not many people respect Donald Trump, but, um, you know, fake news probably is good news as far as the government's concerned.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, like I just heard some of the farmers' group talking about different people coming out here and doing cultural heritage identification and site clearances, but how does that must... That stinks.
3: Yeah. Um, having other people come onto your country and saying that they have a connection to this country and then the government making you know, asking them to come out and, and work on somebody else's country, I mean, that's a sham. That's just showing you that native title rights means nothing in this country, you know, and it's going to mean even less when when this voice to parliament goes through. It's already gone through, you know, so what a sham. We're going to have people from Adelaide, from the cities, telling us country people how to live and work and breathe on our own country.
1: Yeah.
2: Just shocking, and that's the thing. Like, now there's so much money that is going towards the promotion of the voice into communities, and at the same time, so much money being spent opposing the actual voices of people speaking out for their
3: country. Yeah, well, we've paid something like eight hundred thousand dollars to take the government to court, they are spending. $14 million to fight us, you know, with um, something like 20 lawyers to our four lawyers, uh, our four barristers. And um, still, I'm very confident that we will win this. Um, and of course, if the government decides to change the rules again. Well, then, we, then, then we have the Supreme Court. Ah, uh, sorry, we're already in the Supreme Court. We, 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 also have the High Court of Australia, but we also have the um, United Nations. So we're willing to go as far as it takes for us to stop this nuclear waste dump, because we believe in um, all of the world living. We don't. We don't want to be seen as the people who started the destruction of the world.
4: Mm
2: yeah, that's a really powerful position to take.
3: You know, we have three different ports in our in our area. We have Port Lincoln, then the Port of Wyala, then uh, Port Augusta, where I'm from. Um, but let's see them try and bring the nuclear waste by ship. Let's see if they can bring it over um, you know, transport it through our roads. I mean we will we, we will try and stop them any which way we can, because we realize that, nuclear waste of any kind is not good for our uh, our health for the health of Australia I mean the pandy here is um, it's right in the middle of the uh, food bowl of South Australia so um, to to spoil this area would be a shame you know and shame on this government for even thinking that they should be putting nuclear waste dumps anywhere in Australia. There should not be any uh, uranium mining in Australia. Um, they're talking about putting a nu- another uh, uranium mine 60k out of Wyala, which we've only just found out about um, which we will oppose very strongly. Um, we're in it for the long run anyway. Bungler have always said no to nuclear so uh, that's the stance that, we are going to take. That's a stance that we're going to take. That's the stance that we're going to instil in our young people. Um, and the government has got a long, hard battle against them, fighting against us. We have other uh, Aboriginal groups who are who are with us in this fight, and we would like not only Aboriginal communities, but we'd like all Australian communities to be with us in this fight against Nuclear waste, uranium mining, um, destruction of our land. Um, talking about fracking in Queensland and other places like that, we're against all of that. I mean, there is no need to put acid into our country to um, uh, get out there, uh, get out there ores in that. So we're against all of that sort of things that that will only lead to the destruction of our country as we know it. Mm.
2: And I understand that you also have been working with companies to build like renewable energy plants, is yes, that right? Yeah.
3: Yes, yes we've, um, we, we are. We, we, we're going to be um, the owners of our own land um, where we will be the, uh, how do you say, it? they'll be paying the rent to us um, for hydrogen and um, solar power We see that solar power and uh, hydrogen power are the right way to go instead of um, uranium mining, uranium waste. I mean, no no body wins out of nuclear waste um, storage. Oh, yes, a a farmer will, you know, but uh, how does he sleep at night?
2: We've just had the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance meeting at Pitchy Ritchie Park. How was that meeting? It,
3: it was great to uh, see like, like-minded people there at the meeting. Um, I got a lot of powerful energy from uh, being there with those people, listening to their stories. Um, realistically, it's the same story. We, we are fighting against nuclear energy. We are fighting against things that are, you know, we don't want the destruction of Australia. Um, but it's good. I mean, it, it's good that we can sit down with like-minded people, share our views, and see where we can go forward in our fight against um, nuclear waste, also uh, uranium mining in our country. Um, I'm not talking about South Australia, I'm talking about all of Australia. We've heard that there's going to be um, probably new mines in the process of starting in Western Australia. Uh, we are with the Western Australian people there who are going to have the misfortune of possibly having that on their land. Um, we, will, we will stand and fight with those people. We will stand and fight with anybody who's against um, nuclear waste and also um, uranium mining on their countries. I, and also, I just got uh, myself, my niece, and uh, a couple other fr- people from South Australia, Vivian McKenzie and Jason Bilney, uh, were elected onto the, uh, the, the committee for um, the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. Um, so, things are looking good. I mean, there's some strong People there, there's some older people there, such as myself, and there are some younger people there. So we have a different range of voices that and experiences that uh, should go well for you know our our fight against nuclear waste and uh, uranium mining.
2: Is there anything else that you wanted to share?
3: Yeah, I'd just like to say g'day to uh, all the people. Who are listening from your through, through your radio station um, and uh, let's get together in our fight against uranium mining and nuclear waste disposal on our country thanks very much for listening
0: Poking on this Tchau, tchau, the
2: Bart Willoughby with Walking on This Land. You're tuned to the radioactive show, produced in the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation and broadcast across the continent thanks to the Community Radio Network. Before the song, we heard from Harry Dare, Bungalow Elder. And the Bangala have a petition and it would be fantastic if you could jump online and support them by signing on and sharing it with your friends and colleagues. You can just go to change.org and search for no nuclear waste dump on our country, Bangala, and we'll post the link in the podcast notes on our webpage, 3 crorgau forward slash radioactive. Next up we'll go to another conversation from the Napundee site visit at Kimba on the Air Peninsula in South Australia on March 27th. And this is with farmer Peter Woolford who has been a prominent voice in the campaign to stop the federal government's plan to impose a nuclear waste dump on their community. As well as a concerned neighbor, Veronica Skipworth,, Peter, what is the main message that you're trying to get out to people? Look, look I think
4: everyone needs to understand that I think we've pushed for a fifty k radius vote because that's fairest way that anyone that lives closest has a say on it. And now it's you know we're really concerned about the the nuclear waste as well, the submarine waste and all that, and and our push has always been, Why do you want to double handle intermediate level waste? Bring it over to and Park and in a shed when you have to find the deep geological disposal site. Australia's in a lot of debt, so it's one cost, one shift. Simple as that. And look, this is farming country, and we've always said it shouldn't be in farming country. So um, only 4.5% of the state is made up of good cropping land. So, yeah, there's plenty of areas that can go where it won't impact people or, or industries, but trying to convince the government, that's another thing.
1: And also the neighbours, the people on the border of the Shire, like Fingershire. The farmers do have property in the Shire. They they're on the they live outside the area their borderline. So they couldn't vote. But they have they pay tax rate, rates in their property. And I live on the other side of Pinker Willini. And we couldn't have a boat either. No, no, thank you. So it's, it's, it's all about, and I'm about 50 k's yeah, by road, just, though yeah, over just, the Pinkerwellany Conservation out. Park. I'm yeah. um, less, We're less. Yeah,
4: I think it, we've we, we've stressed that with ministers and yeah. and all the relevant. Pass to be that you know, there's plenty of people that live closer to the site than the township of Kimber and yet they didn't get a say. Mm. And regardless of your view, everyone should have the right to have a say, whether you're for it or or opposed to it. So and that's as I said to Minister King, that's the fairest way to do it.
1: And Hawker had the that didn't they? They had fifty
4: They had fifty plus the the the, the, the council area as well.
1: Yeah, so they had a, they had a two councils yeah. over there with the, though we didn't have a choice over here. They just shrunk yeah, it. Timber. Yeah. So that's a, uh, to me, it's a bit fraud and, you know, one sided. They the oh, yes so group and everybody else got too many oh, so money really
2: invested in what no.
1: goes on to get okay. A to B. Yes. And you press, no group you people have, you have went to Canberra they, they raised the money for themselves and, has mm. anyone, and anyone things. And now it's been yes? one-sided be all the control. time. Yeah. It should be open old to, old to it. both sides.
2: And what about people who sort of supported at the start or might have voted yes? Have they been happy with how things are
4: going? Well, I think you find that those that voted for it, just, you know, they if you held another vote tomorrow it'd be still the same. People, the views are polarised mm. and so those that have voted for it, there's a lot that would just say it's only going to be rubber gloves and they don't really worry but um, there's no doubt things are changing all the time especially with this orcas announcement and things like that and um, it's just just been so disappointing how how people have been treated in this, that's the, that's the point I've made to the ministers, you know, you've forgotten about how you've treated people here We've actually, the town has lost some people. They've left already because they don't want to be here. That's a sad reality. So, anyway. Yeah. We'll keep fighting.
1: Yep. <laughs> we won't stop.
2: And we talked a little bit about how the process was handled with the community grants that the government has been offering as part of the waste dump proposal.
4: Well, so far, the community has received what they call a community benefits package. So, there's been Two lots of money so far. I think it's up to $4 million, $2 million at a time. So people in the community can put forward projects and, and they um, get their projects paid for. So a lot of us call it, you know, whether it's bribe money, whatever. But the reality is there's been a lot of projects done where really, this to me, it's been a waste of money, even though it's great for the community to have some of these things. But... Um, you know four million dollars is four million bucks so it could be spent better I think but anyway that's that's how it's been and that's been part of the government's drive to you know I think convince people to have it here yeah played a long part in it I think
2: and so it sounds like that is more like individuals then that the government decides which projects get funded rather than you coming together as a community and deciding what are the big priorities.
4: Yeah, well, what we do is normally it goes into the KCC, which is the Kimber Consulting Committee, and and there's, what is it, 15 of us on there, and we generally would rate what we think are the priorities of some of those projects. But ultimately, we've seen it, we might rate a a project high, but the government has said no, and they've chosen another one. So in hindsight, they probably have, you know, they're the ones that decide where the money goes, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: you
4: were saying there's a medical centre being built. But... Yeah, well, the medical centre in Kimber, is, it's, I think the opening of it's this week, I think, they've put a million dollars towards upgrading it and that'll come from the, the community benefits package. So, you know, those sort of things are, a, are certainly a, a bonus or a benefit to the community because, you know, it's going to um, help so many, you know, but that's a worthy thing. But look, in the finish, we all pay a lot of rates and a lot of those things can be paid by rates anyway. So um, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I'm Veronica Skipworth. I live in Mamberlin, which is between Coongooroo and Kankada, about 50 k's west of the site by road. Though I live um, about 13 k's west of Pinkalini Conservation Park, which is the park um, that's a- adjacent to the site the waste dump site. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've been fighting and making people aware on social media, um, getting people to do the post posters, you know, postcards, signing them, taking them back, selling them away and just telling people of the air peninsula and especially on social media when they say it's all about medical waste and it's not about medical waste. It's about, Everybody's junk waste, and so is waste. I feel it's going to be the world's waste, the submarine waste, the power station wastes, and things like that. So I'm very passionate. I'm an environmentalist. I call myself um, Mother Earth's apostle. So I'm between farmers and the bungalow, though I rally around. It doesn't matter where I go. I actually rally around and look after the environment the best well, I can, you can awesome. data, we'll go
2: back and um, right. we've yeah, just come from before. the yeah, Australian Nuclear
1: Free before. Alliance yeah. meeting across the weekend nuclear how was that I enjoyed it very much Lee and now I feel instead of being by, m- I felt alone now I feel that um, I've got a big family a new big family of different people who are fighting all around Australia and the world and doing um, the good deeds that they need to do in making people aware that nuclear is dirty. We need to put nuclear uh, uranium stay in the ground for Mother Earth to stabilize her. Um, she's, it's part of her minerals to be able to be able to be safe. I feel that it needs to be left in the ground. Also, there's I fight for Iron Rose Ten Ks south of me, uh, open cut mine. Um, at the moment down at Whalers Way with the um, rocket launching as well and they've got one at Coonaba and they're connected as well. Um, Yeah, so it's really quite daunting what I do and I sit in the background and now I find that meeting all the like-minded people, I'm actually part of a big family who care about the universe, who cares about Mother Earth.
2: And that brings us to the end of today's Radioactive Show. Thanks so much to Veronica Skipworth, Peter Wolford and Harry Dare for sharing some of those conversations with us. Uh, the site visit at Kimba on the Eyre Peninsula in South Australia and those recordings were from the 27th of March We'll be keeping you up to date on the waste dump campaign and also you would have heard uh, Harry mention a proposal for a new uranium mine near Wyala and we'll be bringing you more details about that in future shows also. Thanks so much to the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne for the ongoing financial support for the Radioactive Show. The Nuclear Free Collective are currently preparing for another art auction fundraiser event. This hasn't happened for a few years due to the pandemic, so it's exciting to have this event back on the calendar. It's coming up on the 30th of June, at Catalyst Social Centre on Sydney Road in Brunswick. And if you're an artist or know of an artist who might like to donate some artwork, then they can go to melbournefoe.org.au forward slash 2023 underscore art underscore auction to register to donate. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy on Kulin Land. And thanks so much to the Community Radio Network for getting this show out to community radio stations right across the country. Thanks so much for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues.
1: You've been listening
2: to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.